Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear fellow disciples of Christ our Lord, we want to see the whole picture. We want to know the story of the widow in today's gospel, in, in Mark 12, 41-44. We want to know all of the story. She is a very compelling figure, and it's natural to be curious about her, how she came to be a widow, why she only had those two almost worthless coins, what inspired her to give it all to the Lord's work, and perhaps most of all, we want to know what happened to her after this. But it is a blessing that the Holy Spirit had neither Mark nor Luke, who also tells about the widow, give us the whole picture. Because our sinful natures would have grabbed onto the wrong things and misused that knowledge. And in the process, we would miss the point. Jesus did not want to tug on the heartstrings of his disciples so that they would feel bad about how poor the widow was or how hard her life had been. He wanted to use her as a positive example of faithful, thankful, sacrificial giving. And imagine how, how we might rationally, rationalize away or, or minimize Christ's message if, if we knew what had motivated her offering that day. Ah, you see, God had just come through for her in a big way, a huge way. So, of course, in gratitude, she, she gave in such a proportion. But since I haven't had God come through for me like that lately, naturally, I'm not going to be motivated to be so generous with what I have. Or if we knew the details of how God was going to keep his promise to care for her, she knew that she had some money coming in the next day. So she wouldn't have worried that much about her situation. Or since she was from a very wealthy family, she, she knew that all she had to do was, was let them know how bad off she was and they'd take care of her. Or, or even God honored her special gift in a special way by having her win the Powerball lottery that very afternoon. Well, if we knew those things, then any details like those would, would lead us to either think of her sacrifice as eh, not all that significant, or consider her faith that God would take care of her despite her sacrifice not all that remarkable or strong. So the Holy Spirit shows us only what Jesus saw and showed to his disciples. What was it that they saw? There were rich people giving rich gifts right there at the temple. The collection was taken in a very public way, in a public place. So it, so it was a lot more difficult than it is today to keep your giving private. And it's not hard to imagine that many of the wealthy liked it that way, so others could ooh and ah over their generosity. In contrast, this widow also makes her way to the offering box and adds her two small coins, worth about one one hundred and twenty-eighth of a denarius, which was the average daily wage for a laborer. 
which means that her offering was very, very small indeed. She probably had no interest in having anyone see what she gave, but she had nothing to hide. And she had nothing, literally, once she placed those coins in the offering. They had been all she had to live on. Try to imagine what that would be like for you today to have only, say, 50 cents for food and then to give it away, not knowing when you would have more. How long would you last before your stomach reminded you that it was empty? How long before the hunger pangs pushed you into panic mode? Yet this poor widow did it. Willingly, cheerfully, she gave all she had. Not because she felt that God or the temple needed her money more than she did, but because this was the way that she could not only say thank you to the Lord for his love and blessings, but also exercise and express her faith in the God who promises and provides. And because of that, Jesus counted her gift as greater than anything anyone else had given. The offerings of the wealthy might have been hundreds or, or thousands as times as much in financial terms. But in Christ's eyes, hers dwarfed them all. It was not just a proportional thing that, that she gave 100% of her resources while the rich with their abundance gave 5, 10, or 20%. It was a faith thing a heart thing. Because offerings are often one of the most revealing tests of faith. Our giving is a rubber-meets-the-road demonstration of our trust in God, or lack of trust, because it is not just about relying on the Lord in one situation or for one thing today. It is about relying on Him for everything tomorrow. This widow's sacrificial gift didn't reflect only her faith that God would be pleased by her thank offering. It was a jaw-dropping demonstration that he would keep his promises to provide for his people, that, that he would give her food and drink and whatever else she needed tomorrow the day after tomorrow, and all the other days after all the other tomorrows. Even when she gave up to his work the little bit that she had. Jesus set her as an example for his disciples and for us because of this faith. To what extent will we follow her example? When the offering plate starts going around and you take out your wallet and say, hmm, what can I afford to give today? You are not thinking the way the widow did. Whether you decide on $4 or 400 you are focused on just one day and one situation. But when you sit down and look at all of your income and all of your resources and make a plan for your giving, 
trusting that giving that extra 1% or 5% or or 50% is not somehow going to outdo God's ability to take care of you and your family, then, then you are following her example. You are giving from and with faith rather than fear about the future. But when we wonder how it is that we can take such steps with such confidence, then we need to remember an even greater gift and sacrifice than the widow's. Christ's. He offered up not just all that he had to live on, but his very life in worshipful obedience to his Father and even more in love for us sinners. Sure, Jesus himself was poor. He had no earthly wealth, no home of his own, no business or farm or shop or stall. But he had given up all of the riches of heaven and all the glory that was his from eternity in order to become a mortal man so that he could live under the law in our place and die in our place. And then... On the cross, he surrendered every last thing that was left to him. His comfort, his innocence, his honor, body, blood, his breath. Then when, with a last loud cry that it is finished, his life. He paid an outrageous price for the outrageous totality of all the world's sins to set it free. He sacrificed Himself and gave all He had. Knowing that, and knowing that in Christ we now have the forgiveness of all our sins, have deliverance from death and the devil, and have eternal life in heaven with Him, all and only because of His death and resurrection. Knowing that, we know that there is no limit to what God will do for those He loves. And we are those he loves, so we can be absolutely confident that we can never outgive his ability to provide for us. Just as that poor widow trusted that giving everything she had in thanks to him would not in any way keep the Lord from keeping her in his loving and tender care. It's worth mentioning that there's one more way in which sacrificial giving like hers, and perhaps yours, is an exercise of faith for the future, of trusting God for what we cannot yet see. That widow did not think anything like, well, gee, my two little coins don't amount to anything and can't make any difference to God's plan, so what's the point of giving them? Instead, she was confident that the same God who created the universe with a word and formed man from the dust of the ground could take her small, tiny gift and make it useful. 
We have another example of such a thing in the Gospels. A boy who offered Jesus and his disciples his small lunch, trusting that the Lord would find it useful. And he did. He miraculously used those five barley loaves and two fish to feed more than 5,000 tired and hungry people. Christ can do the same thing with our small gifts that we offer in faith so that your $5 is as useful to the church and His kingdom's work as someone else's 5,000 or 500,000. We don't know what God might do with what we give. And we don't need to know, but it might be wonderful. But we'll never know if we don't exercise our faith for the future and give, whether we give from our poverty or our surplus. That's the test. But it is also our joy. Because like the Macedonians that Paul wrote about, who gave beyond their ability, we love to be useful to our Savior and His work. And we love to be merciful to our brothers and sisters in Christ and and also to our neighbors out there in the world. Because we love to express our gratitude to our great and graceful God who, who gave His Son for our salvation. We love to see the things that He does with our gifts, whether mundane things like paying bills or marvelous things like mission work in foreign countries. That poor widow's great gift was not just the two coins she put in the offering box. It was also the inspiration that she gives us to follow in her faithful, thankful, sacrificial joy in giving. Through her, Jesus showed us the true measure of a gift. And now, we want to pass the test of faith just as she did. Amen. Please rise. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.